Hello World. I'm Brent. I am Chris. And this is Brent and Chris Talk. We talk. And we're back. We are back. So, how was your week? The week was good. Um, overall, you know, there's life. It just kind of happens every yep. day. But that's a good thing. I'd mm-hmm. rather that than the alternative. Yep. My father in law always says every day is a good day as long as you're above ground. So, we'll keep it that way. <laughs> my grandpa said other things. But yeah. I can't repeat them. Yeah, you know, <laughs> your grandpa said a lot of things. I don't think I would repeat to anybody. No. no. Uh, so, I yeah, week was good, though. I mean, uh, we, you know, just kind of sailed through it. No major mishaps. Got through it fine. And um, kids got their flu shots. Oh, yeah. Was... Everybody in the family has theirs except for Courtney now. So she going to do it? Yeah. Okay. Monday. It's important. Yeah. So... We're through it, and um, I I love this weather because it's like cooling off a little bit, and I hate being hot. I hate being hot as well. So, <clears throat> how was your week? Uh, gosh, I was uh, incredibly busy with school this week. They uh, last week we had to write a minute song that could be used for either a yoga video or a self help. I chose self help, hmm. and then. Uh, this week we had to turn it into a 15 second clip a 30 second clip and then a three minute cl- like full mix and then an alternate three minute full mix sounds like a lot it was a lot and um the timing when you cut them off for advertising it can't be when they say 15 minutes they mean 14 minutes 59.5 seconds and uh so lots of so that's the end where they like have a blank screen or the transition. Yeah, yeah. Or you do. Yeah, you don't want your mix to get cut off sharply. You you want to have a clear ring off, a fade out. So in, mm. interesting, very challenging. Good um, learning experience. Yes, yes. Get lots your of, money's worth. Yes, yes. Uh, so uh, we have a smattering of information for you. Oh yeah. We Always s- good things is. As usual, right? Yeah, yeah. Do you want to do a little take of the news first? Yeah, we should dive into that before we get into the main topic. The two stories I found most interesting this week was, uh, first off, a scandal with a representative from California, Miss Katie Mm. Hill. Yep, she is getting the brunt of a lot. And basically, paraphrasing the story, she was caught having uh, sexual relations with a staffer. Yep, she admitted that she had a relationship. Yes. And then that turned around and came out that it was a polyamorous uh, relationship with her husband. Yep, which keeps being plastered across a lot of news. Yeah, uh, I was on Breitbart. Uh, Again, the things I do for objective truth. Hey, we read everything. (laughs) Yeah. This guy uh, was on Breitbart News. Yeah, I found it um, really dehumanizing the way they covered this. I mean, just, just, I mean, even in from the juxtaposition of a president who's allegedly uh, having an affair or had it, you know, allegedly had an affair with uh, Stormy Daniels. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, among do other we really people. Need to say allegedly? I don't know. I think with the fact that there was um, payments made to her and others that yeah. it's probably safe to assume that Something services were rendered of some sort to have earned said payment. Yeah, and I think is that's as far as you can take it. 
So I, I found it interesting for uh, Breitbart to be coming after uh, her integrity so much when we have a morally questionable president uh, in place. So yep. Yep. I uh, I also think it's interesting. I think this polyamorous thing is like a trend. Uh, I hate to say trend. It's been around forever, you know, but... <laughs> is I, that fair to say? I guess. I don't know. I don't know what to call it, but it, it's a, I feel like it's maybe the last um, maybe social Green faux popularity? pas. Yeah, and it's one of the last social faux pas. Like, um, before congressmen couldn't, would have issues uh, coming out being gay. Sure. Or anything like that. Okay. And, like, maybe, uh, maybe this... Is the next... Or another. Yeah. Sure. And I mean, like everything, I'm sure it's been going on. We just don't know about it. So now it's quote unquote acceptable. Yeah. And then it gets into the whole, uh, I don't know. I, I, I feel like it's a real dangerous line because, you know, in this case, like it's, it's a arrangement that's between a husband and a wife. But I mean, it doesn't like, then do we, when does the talk of polygamy come out? Well, yeah. And I mean, at the end of the day, like, I was telling you earlier when we were talking, this is... This episode is about polygamy. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> this news is alongside of other real news. Yeah. And I think that's what my problem is. Like, if you want to read the entertainment section, go for it. But this is just... If she committed a crime... Well, you know, and, and that's, it, There's that's... like a, a... You know, someone... I think her husband is accusing her of, of being... Uh, with a current staffer, not a campaign staff member. Well, Something and, like that, and, and that's against the rules. Yes, yes, and that's the thing. If there's a violation of the law, we talked about Take this. care of that. Take care of this. You know what, take care of that. I don't really care who she's sleeping with or what or how, as long but as she's doing her job. But to try to smear somebody on the left, for anybody who supports Donald Trump, to try to morally smear somebody, I just, I, I can't... I can't take that serious. Right. Double standard. Double Definitely. standard. I would agree. So, uh, the other one, uh, I found uh, more funny, will lighten the mood, uh, from Polygamy. <laughs> that's, the, that's our clickbait. If it's slander. Uh, was uh, Matt Gates? Okay, yeah. From Florida? Yep. Of course. Yep, led the herd. Led his little pack of Posse. Bronies. <laughs> you right. I assume they all get together and watch My Little Pony. Maybe. Maybe. And uh, led them all into a closed-door... Hearing. Hearing. Yep. Gathering testimony related to the impeachment inquiry. Right. Now, I believe there were some folks who actually were allowed to be there anyway. I think seven of them. I think but, it was... Uh... Yeah, of like roughly 12 or something like that. Yeah. So... If more than half your group is allowed to be there anyway, is it really storming the event? Are you really? Yeah. Or is it just showing up late? Bringing <laughs> that or a, you know, plus one. <laughs> having to post some kind of headline saying you're fighting it out for the president's sake because you don't like the procedure, but nothing related to the actual charges. Uh, Stephen Colbert had a lot of fun with this. So did uh, Seth Meyers. Oh, I bet they did. And. Um, you know, I, I the thing I keep pointing out to everybody who has problems with the way they're handling this, uh, first off, is that the rules the Democrats are following were set in 2015 by 
John Boehner. Right. A Republican. With his hearings. The rules that they're following, yeah, yep. with, with that. Okay, so, yep. I mean, it was the Republicans who set the rules, and now the Democrats are playing by the rules, and they can't stand They it. don't like it. And <clears throat> I know that happens in politics back and forth. I'm, I'm not saying this I is think like it's something we're both phenomenon. against in principle, right, is we don't think you shouldn't have, shouldn't set the stage for there to be complete backlash when the other party takes control, which they will at some point. It's going to happen. It always happens. Yeah, and, and absolutely, <clears throat> absolutely. It just has created a joke of our Congress This is what it's coming and... to. Like, you see funny videos that we, videos we, we think are funny, right, where people in other countries' legislature are there, like, literally punching each other in the face and fighting it out and whatever else, and that's funny for some people to watch. Some state governments here. Hey, it happens, right? But right. it's it's kind of the whole spectacle thing. Yeah. Where this is what we've come to now, showboating, just to draw some attention away from the actual investigation, which today, one news article that I was interested to read about was that the uh, Republican National Convention has endorsed the impeachment inquiry. Interesting. Yes. What do they have to gain from that? <laughs> right. They have nothing to gain from it other than credibility from the fact that they think it's okay to do. Right? Why just, why, like everybody else, just try to shut down this procedure and say that it's not worth having? And when you've got tons of, you have more and more Republicans saying that, yeah, we should be investigating this and figuring out what's going on. I think it's a yeah. good thing. And and what I was trying to make earlier was that if you have problems with the way these closed door things are going, the thing I say is that a the Republicans made these rules that they're following right now, but also grand juries o operate in a very similar way to this, where the facts don't get to be presented to the public. Right, people want it to be more public, but they have to they have to change the rules to make that happen. Yes, and and again, we should do an episode on grand juries because the issue I have with that is like a cop gets tried of of a shooting in a community mm -hmm. that they work at. So then they get tried in a community by the people who work with them in and out at the courthouse daily. And then they're expected to be unbiased and, and stuff. And most of these never leave the grand jury, and none of us know why, because grand juries are sealed documents. So if you have issues with what's happening now in, in the impeachment, which personally I don't, uh, I think... Not in nope. I think the way the Republicans and the president have chosen to smear anybody yeah regardless of truth the, the white the executive fact. branch itself is probably the biggest abomination right now in terms of how they're handling this you can't stonewall a procedure that's built into the constitution like that's just that's not what it means to be american like he's talking about people he called it the phony constitution <laughs> right and you know you want to call other people un-american it is un-american to not stand by the document that you were sworn sworn an oath to uphold yes you know i have i have a major problem with that um i do too. i do too and i i think um as the testimony from the people that are interviewing I can, i'm terrible at remembering the names right now because i've been doing too many things yep. but uh there's the gentleman who was texting i believe the ambassador to the eu or the ambassador to ukraine that trump placed but he was saying so to be clear american aid is dependent on yep investigations yep. for the white house and stuff that interview uh you hear the the news about it and they say his opening statements prompted a lot of gasps and sighs yeah i bet 
I mean, I don't think innocence is something that evokes gasps and sighs. Well, no, I mean, it's it's just like when they were investigating Nixon and Watergate, like when he flat out was telling his own staff how to tell <clears throat> campaign donors how to perjure themselves to avoid the link between himself and the money paid out to those burglars. I was talking to my dad about that today, and he was saying, you know, it really started to fall apart more when they started to ask for more money because of the heat <coughs> being turned up. It was... Yeah. And without those tapes, he probably would have gotten away with it. Probably. That's there would have been wild. nothing like he literally... And and that's my himself. complaint. You know, I'm talking to my dad. Thanks for watching, Dad. Uh, and Howdy. and we go back and forth just about this impeachment thing, where I feel, I feel pretty confident this is going to go through. And, well, it should and, proceed. Get it done. Be and, done with it. And he's eager to hear all the information first. And I I respect that so much. I, I really do. Uh, I'm worried it's a little bit of my own bias, set, stepping in. I just think that Trump does. It just I want to say. Uh, it can't be fixed, but it, it it's going to take a long time to undo the divisions Trump has festered. Yeah. And a lot of other things. Yes. Yes. So uh, I'm eager to see them it's work on it. The pendulum will swing. Fox News ran a, a, a post or a, a poll Sorry. saying that up to 50% of Americans actually supported Trump being removed from office. Yeah, and he got pissed off saying he didn't know what was wrong with Fox. Well, hey, it's fake news if he doesn't like it, right? I know. So, I mean, uh, that, that's kind of an interesting thing. I, um, so our our main topic was going to be po uh, social media. Yep. And the, uh, How influence. you need to break up Facebook, right? Yeah, so, no. I, God, <laughs> that's I... That's not it. I broke, I watched that near the entire oh. six-hour yep. uh, Mark Judiciary Zuckerberg... Wait, Financial Committee? Was that the one it was? Oh, uh, I did not even write that down. Finance committee. It was one of the. It was the most recent one, six yeah. hours long. Yep. And I watched too many of them actually. That's how long you can't. It was so long, it like fried your brain. You can't even remember what what committee was. You're absolutely right. No, that is exactly what happened. And I was more interested. I, the thing I ha I wanted to bring this up because I didn't think it really mattered. It was uh, they were talking about the Libra. There. Yep. Facebook's proposed yes. currency. And and there is just this overwhelming ignorance among the Congress men and women and technology and how it works and I I don't know I guess some of it was just grandstanding I watched yeah, a lot of it a lot with of Shell them seemed to be from my snippets you showed yeah. me yeah and I was watching poor Chelsea just listening it's it's interesting to watch because like i just want to go over this uh, so libra is a currency that um facebook is wanting to partner with a group of nonprofits and different uh, businesses to create a global currency mm -hmm. and their talk right now is that they want it to be um, so this is where it gets super tricky because Facebook is the big player here and a lot of this falls apart if Facebook leaves but um, Facebook claims that they won't go through with this unless it passes all of the US regulators on finances and stuff I do believe it's finance okay yeah. and 
And that means, uh, as one of the uh, people said, um, I believe it was Ludemeyer, lots of people on this panel, but he said, you have at least 100 lawyers who will say you're going to be okay, and uh, I assure you, you may not. Oh, that was uh, Mr. Sherman. Okay. And so, uh, basically, there's a lot of fear and talk about Libra because Facebook is such a big company and that if they got into a currency, it could maybe devalue the dollar. Okay. It could also provide loopholes for people uh, who deal in drug trafficking or human oh, human yeah. trafficking and stuff. Yeah. Because it could be Another black uh, encrypted. Market. Yeah. So the, the problems, again, arise because the people asking questions are idiots in most cases. And I hate to be mean, but they just, they have the ability to get smarter about this. They have the ability to have proxies sit in and, and, and do that. And instead, they, they take the time to try and sound grandiose and they come off as just moronic. The things that bother, I think, me and you both would be like when they go off topic on things that really don't have most. any, any, they're not based on, they're not related yes. to the topic. And it's just something like to grab you, like when the lady was talking about civil rights. Civil rights is extremely important, especially the history of civil rights in this country. Absolutely. I will never downplay that. Yeah. But to just jump on, uh, and I feel really weird, like Chelsea was telling us, defending, feeling like defending Zuckerberg, right? The CEO. But like when you're just throwing things at him, like how many, you know, uh, minorities are on the ethics whatever company I'm just making some things up from this but like just kind of like this the, this is the way it went right how many people are there are led by minorities and like like he's gonna just know that off the top of his head like he's met every single person that's been in these companies that help with their fact-checking or whatever it was I can't remember what but you, is you know that what, I mean. what made him great? Is that what makes Mark Zuckerberg great? His ability to, like, I, I mean, that's just. That's not what he should be accountable for. That is for. not what. He, yes, exactly. I, I don't care if he knows that. I care if he knows how they're filtering the, the information that we get. I care if he knows how they're addressing problems. Yeah, that was Mrs. Beatty that was talking about, uh, I believe. Yeah. She was Sounds just, right. Yeah, I wrote uh, so angry, pointless questions about race yeah. and brought up redlining. See, race matters, but guess what? Not in the context Not she was asking. Not for what she was supposed to be talking about with this topic. Just, why bring that? Why even do that? So, and and there's lots of fun questions that they, that first is like presented. Mark uh, Zuckerberg is first off saying he doesn't know if it's going to work. Um, but he believes there's a lot of people that don't have access to banking oh, and yeah. sending money yeah, to people should sure. be as easy as sending a message to someone. Yep. That's kind of his <coughs> premise. And one of the people pushed back right away and said, look, a lot of the people that don't bank choose not to bank because they don't trust yep. capitalism. They don't trust I've heard that. corporations. Do they? Re do you really think they're going to trust Facebook? Yep, and I believe that's, that's right. And the answer is no. The answer is no. And so, but again, here's other things to talk about. Um, Libra isn't really a cryptocurrency. It's not decentralized currency. They want to have actual liquid assets to back the... To back the funds. Back the funds. The and, like, yeah. and, and the interesting thing they have going for them is they want to use, or talking about using <clears throat> multiple currencies to set the value. And the argument that, like, one of the congressmen pushed back was that if you're using the U.S. dollar, the yang, or ying, sorry, what is it? Well, 
There is the... The yen? Yen. Yen. The yen. And the euro. Yes. Those are real currencies. I know. That's all right. That if you were using all three of those, which they all fluctuate so much, it would be hard to put a U.S. dollar in to get a Libra dollar and pull it back out and say it's going to be the same U.S. dollar now. Well, Because yeah. there's other factors playing in. Fluctuation in currency would be one. And in the United States, guys are saying that, you know, why not just use a U.S. dollar for this? Mm-hmm. And, and Mark Zuckerberg pushes back that America is just behind on this. Like, we are behind. There, There is not a good answer or a good, um, what's the word, innovation in this field. And okay. so one of the words they're talking about, huh? I don't know if I buy that. Well, you're right. You're right and wrong because they don't have a good online currency. And so there's literally talk about a digital dollar. Okay. And that would be a U.S. economy. Why do we need digital dollars? Don't we have digital dollars in my bank account now? So do you want the Glenn Beck story? <laughs> Short answer, no, but I'm sure it's important, so give it to me. So Glenn Beck's big thing that he used to talk about all the time was that they're going to end currency because they want to monitor everything you spend money on. I agree they they want to monitor, but it's not they, the government. It's they, the grocery store, and the other people selling things. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't disagree the with The government you. wants to know what you buy, too, but that's just mainly from GDP. Right, and the U.S. dollar is hard to use for sex trafficking and drug trafficking and stuff like that. That's the one thing these congressmen keep saying, congressmen and women keep saying, is that the U.S. dollar is good for a lot of things. It's not good for drug trading, sex trafficking, and the other one I can't remember. Okay. But, so why not just use the U.S. dollar? And he says, well, it's going to be a multinational currency. Okay. And... People. The U.S. dollar is multinational. Huh? The U.S. dollar is multinational. And that's that's one of the greatest lines somebody said. That the U.S. dollar is strong. And because it's strong, it allows us to have power through sanctions and not boots on the ground. That is correct also. Isn't that brilliant? Yeah. I, I thought that was great. And so they're pushing back saying, if you create this currency that's not mainly based in U.S. money, yeah. you're going to devalue the U.S. dollar, and now we don't have the ability to put such strict... The U.S. dollar is the basic... It's the standard for valuation for the globe, basically. Right? And so... Um, I don't know. I'm struggling with this. I, I get where you're going, but yeah, yeah. And honestly, I don't have I don't have a narrative no, this here. Is I'm good. just giving you this giving is you good. some information. Uh, one of the guys calls it the Zuck Buck. <laughs> I like this stuff where they like call they don't, they they mispronounce his name on purpose because he has a name tag like right in front of him, and they're calling him Zucky or whatever. Zuck, yeah. Oh, Zuck yeah. Man. So it's Mister Scott, and he's like this guy, nice guy, I bet, but he appears to be just so clueless about everything tries to like corner him on um redlining which is the process of um businesses wouldn't go to certain areas because of race and stuff like that okay and if essentially it would redline put a redliner on the district and there wouldn't be any chances for people in that district to get education job notifications debt forgiveness anything things like that they would just become uh, I'm doing a terrible job. No, I, I get what you're saying. I'm listening. Yeah. Um, 
So this is Mr. Scott, and again, he keeps calling him Mr. Zuckerman instead of Zuckerberg. Which is on the name tag. In front of him. Less than a foot in front of Zuckerberg's presence. I mean... Did it, he not look at him the whole time? He was staring at him the whole time. <laughs> That's crazy. So, and like, I showed Brent this video oh. that the Blaze put out. Yeah. Uh, again. Thank you, Glenn I've been Brown. on Breitbart. I've been on Blaze. Yeah. I've watched six hours of Zuckerberg. You just pay Glenn Beck's utility bill. I know, man. Uh, the, at least the Zuckerberg, Zuckerman, uh, I'm known to start <laughs> saying it now because yep. it's just in my head. Yep. I watched that. Uh, that was through Now This News. I'll put links to all the sources in the thing. By the way, we started putting, <clears throat> I keep meaning to say this, we put timestamps now in the comments. Yes. So you can skip ahead. If you don't like this, Yep. I don't know what else forward we're going to talk about. But forward into whatever you like with based on whatever he's putting timestamps on. That. Something will be there. That. So, Brent talked about this guy, Mr. Green. He yeah. was the one who was trying. That was that one guy that I showed you the, in the Blaze video. Yeah. And, uh... The guy who talk, called him Bertie Madoff, but said he wasn't calling him Bertie Madoff? Yeah. I mean, I the things I wrote down was he's clueless and he's racist. And this is a black guy. He just... He's like, he. Just, I just want to make sure that your country's not being run by all people who, let's say, was similar characteristics yeah they he again um inappropriately brought race into a topic that really wasn't about that again it's important to discuss in the right context and time and place but and this was not this is not about that no this was strictly about libra so it, yeah. it's this mr scott if you're gonna say that the libra is mr green discriminating somehow and it was the other lady i told you uh, Mrs. Beatty, 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 Beatty. Sounds right. Beatty, yes, angry right there. Yep. Okay. They all brought up redlining, something that he got caught by. The ACLU took a case against him because okay. um, <clears throat> they were not doing a good job fixing the issues of people targeting ads. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. The ads were being, Profiling people? Well, yeah, basically, yeah. They were not targeting... Schools wouldn't target to black communities. Tar um, debt loan people wouldn't target to whatever. Payday, predatory Payday scheme yep. would target black neighborhoods. Yep. Okay, like I follow you. So, like, they made laws uh, doing that. Eventually, in my notes, I wrote down specifically what it was. I just didn't get there yet. Um... But these people just seemed hell-bent on driving the point about his lack of knowledge about diversity. And it just seems so grandstanding and so pointless. And, like, race is important. Diversity is important. Here's my thing, though. It, it's a fat assumption to think that only people of a certain race or gender can govern or make good laws for that race or gender. Correct. That That's... Yeah. Dialogue is important, <clears throat> and I refuse to believe that Zuckerberg would be so naive as to not have a diverse set of opinions on uh, his board of directors, at least, but also within his management team. I think that the lady, Mrs. Beatty, started off when you showed me on that clip that she was mad that he was referencing some lady had something to do with civil rights, and she's like, no, that lady had nothing, I know her well, and she had nothing to do with civil rights. It's like, okay, but is she, like, 
qualified to do her job and whatever it is related to. And like, dude, you know what he was, what she was talking about <clears throat> is an independent thing that they decided to do. Facebook decided to do to to make sure that they have a good spread of women and minorities. <laughs> and and she attacked him because it doesn't have to. By the way, they no, this to. was volunteer voluntary that he chose yeah. to do. And she yeah. attacked him because the person she put in charge of it doesn't have any background and so like. So not only do you have to be, it's not good enough that she's a woman in charge of that. And maybe she's a woman of color, I don't know. But now she's not qualified. Immediately, yeah. I just, that's asinine. And then this guy, Mr. Barr, gets to talk. And like, I'm not kidding you. You can tell if they're Republicans because they'll use, they'll always thank him for being a capitalist. I'd like to thank you, Mr. Zuckerberg, for being a capitalist. I admire what you've done and how much money you've made. Uh, I currently have dirty dreams about making as much money as you. They didn't say that, but that's what they are thinking. They want that Zuckbuck money. <laughs> they want a Zuckbuck? They want a Zuckbuck. Uh, you I know want a Zuckbuck. <laughs> so, Mr. Barr, it literally gets calls. He goes... People here on this panel are uh, advocates of socialism. He got to that within a first minute. And then literally... Oh, look at tribalism, folks. That's a good episode. Watch this interchange, everyone. Mr. Barr, Representative Barr with Mark Zuckerberg. Okay, look for this interchange. Because then he, he says, I don't want you to get bullied. He literally starts to bully him. About not being bullied. Not being bullied. <laughs> and I'm not even kidding. Well played. Well, go watch it. Yeah. it is the, that sounds painful. I could not turn this off. <laughs> it, it was just, it really was good. Uh, so he wants he wants reassurances that Trump ads are safe. And we're going to get a little bit more about the censorship. But this, this is why I couldn't. Like, this is like, oh, wow, this is about what we're talking about. So I Perfect. kept going. Um then there was a guy, Mr. Wilson. He talks about how there's people on the left who wants to make a law stopping tech companies from forming digital currencies. And digital currencies, that's the biggest thing here. Digital currency is more of a better name for what they're doing. Cryptocurrency implies a destabilized, uh, non-central... Well, no, this is the backing. Yes, yes. And, and one of the things I thought was interesting, someone pushed him on this... Um, it was uh, Mr. Foster from Illinois, and they're working on the Dashboard Act. But basically, he pushed him on if Libra was truly anonymous or not. And Zuckerberg really couldn't give a very clear answer, but he talked about it. would there be fraud protection? Because credit cards have rules and how much they're going to have to pay you if you get a fraudulent claim yep. and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, I don't really know about that. He brought up how Bitcoin has no safety mechanisms in place to stop or reverse transactions. So let's say me and Brent are rich off Bitcoin. Well, we then have to hire security details to protect us because if someone held us at gunpoint and made us sign over our Bitcoin, there would be no way, there's no regulatory committee or anybody in the world that could make them turn that back over to you. Did not know that. Isn't that scary? Yeah. I guess if you have enough Bitcoin, you make the security people go get it back for you. I guess. You assume you know where it is. Then it's gang warfare. I Again, you can't trace it. It's You can't. 
Well, no, you gotta find those other people and do whatever. You, you gotta know. find the guy. Who knows yep. the guy? Yep, to get the guy. To get the guy. So that was Mr. Foster, and he's co-writing that with Mr. Hill. I'm sorry, I don't know what state from Mr. Hill's from. That's a lot. Um, there's this guy <clears throat> named Loudermilk. Oh, man. I've known a person with that last name. Really? Yep, at work. My old, well, old Holy previous Holy moly, I have the strangest last name I'd ever heard. I have heard that last name before. Loudermilk. What did he do? What was his family back in the day? I have no idea. I don't either. No, I he was a manager. Well, I didn't know. Him, I didn't know him that well. I'm talking about you know like. No, I mean when yeah, they came over from like the motherland. Like a Miller, you know, was a Miller. And yeah, we made flour and made, stuff. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so louder milk. Maybe he made milk that maybe people would talk louder. It was louder. Or the cows screamed when he milked them. <laughs> I hope not. That's, 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 that was the first thing I went to in my that's mind. Bad. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not loud and milk. Don't worry about it. <laughs> the famous screaming cows with the ladder milks. <laughs> Hopefully they were not hurting the cows. No facts. And, yeah. <laughs> no, no cows facts. were harmed in this the making of this little skit. So louder milk uh compares Zuckerberg to Trump as a compliment. <laughs> You can just see Mark Zuckerberg did not take it as a compliment. He just went to his typical android. Just, just, like, yeah, the guy does kind of look like... Uh, he is so strange. That haircut of his is so strange. For a lot of money, yeah, you figure he would have done something with that. But it's that eccentric nature of these quote-unquote successful people. It was uh, Representative Vargas who uh, stressed the importance of the dollar and allows for sanctions versus troops on the ground. Okay. And um, I buy that. You know, he just talked about how Mark Zuckerberg keeps saying that he <clears throat> he's really pushing to make sure that that the main backing, the main liquid, how would you say that, the main uh, liquid assets okay. of the Libra. Yeah. Is American dollars. Right. But he doesn't want it to be the only one. And he doesn't want to base it off U.S. regulations. He wants to base it off Switzerland's regulations. Okay. Why? Because apparently they are more ahead of the times and have clearer regulations based on, on this kind of a thing. Interesting. It, it is interesting. I'd have to know more about it. And it's so confusing that I don't didn't know where else to go with it. But I just thought... Um, I hope I can encourage you to watch congressional hearings. It was the House House Judiciary Committee is the one I was showing you when you walked in. Okay. And um, one guy said finance, but it could have been a different video we were watching. We watched several of them. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Why are you killing me with videos? I know. I know. know. They're just good. I I got you. I'm with you. That's Uh, why we're doing this. So, Mr. Bud talked about a security exchange... And um, just mm-hmm. how, again, the dangers of comparing Bitcoin to Libra. And they talked about how Mark Zuckerberg says there, there's the digital equivalent of a town hall, which is like Facebook. But there isn't really a digital equivalent of a living room. Okay. What the hell's the point of a digital living room? Well... I mean, like, I, he says, you know, messaging apps are just messaging apps, but that's really all they are. Like, people are in their living room, so it's living room chat. I know. I, I like... I don't know. That's kind of a dumb analogy. 
It, it was. I didn't get what he was really going with it. I mean, I mean he, it's a social network. That's one of the things it. I wrote down about the good things about social media is that it connects people, right? Family, friends, all that. Um, this guy... Mm-hmm. Uh, Looks like you wrote Wiz Khalifa. <laughs> no, it's like Mr. Krustoff. I don't think that's right either. It sure uh, as hell wasn't Wiz Khalifa it either. It was not. He was Let's not just say yeah. But uh, he he made a really good point that if Mark Zuckerberg is worried about helping people who don't have access to banks, as he put, why doesn't he make more of a interest in helping people who don't have access to the internet in the first place? Yeah, yeah. Which Zuckerberg pushed back? That's not an unfair question. Mr. San Nicolas from Guam worries that Libra will spiral and grow just like Facebook did, and that's Um, why it's as important to talk about. Influence as its influence and stuff, which brings us more to the heart of our primary conversation topic. at 36 minutes in. Not bad. Love you guys. Love you guys. Well, plus the intro video at 26 seconds, so 37 minutes. But talk about the. We all know that there was Russian interference in mm-hmm. our social media. Has been. Yes, and now it's more than Russia. We also know that at the time, and even really now, it's not really illegal. Yeah, influence campaigns in, in and of themselves. To speci- yeah, specifically to buy ads Correct. and stuff like that. It's not illegal. Where it's getting illegal, though, is I was watching a thing about what they're doing in India, I think. Mm-hmm. Watch too many videos. But they're, but they're paying people in India to then take over their accounts. So, me and Brent are Russians, and we have information of a non-truthful nature, okay. and we Sick want nature. to peddle that in Rush or in India. Okay. But the rules prevent us from doing that because we can't prove our residency there. So we simply pay somebody who lives in India to rent their account to us for us then to fil- filter it through. Hmm. So this is negating and circumventing a lot of the things that even me and you had to take now oh, to man. get ads out for us. Sponsoring things on Facebook is difficult. Especially political stuff. They made us verify our addresses. They made us do it through two two Center IDs. Send a picture of our IDs. We yep. had to send our address. Uh, or we, yeah, and then they had to send us a code yep. to our to <clears throat> our addresses. It's both of it. us, because we're both on there. Yeah, and we would have uh, to go into a lot of trouble to go like to put someone else's address in and go steal their mail. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I mean, yeah. If you're a foreign entity or something, that would be wild. The ID would be hard. Yeah, I would assume to doc, you know, to doctor. But that's interesting. Wonder, what access does Facebook have to the DMV? I doubt any. I think it's probably like they look and say have they probably pay people in India to reveal these IDs and hey, this is the address they packed, they typed in. Does this ID look legit? And if so, send them the letter. They got thirty days or whatever to respond and validate their account or um, or more if they need to redo it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So social media. Yeah. 2004 is so when much. social media really starts to get prevalent, I would say, in politics. Yeah. There was a man named Howard Dean. Oh, man. I remember that name. Right. And uh, there's a lot of things to Google here. 
But uh, Howard Dean got <laughs> most of his support through the internet, yep. and he was able to raise enough money to become an actual contender. Yep. And then he I'm smiling because of the reference that you wrote down. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, he was at a political campaign, and he says, uh, "We're going to something. We're going to someone else. We're going to someone else." Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> right, and it was called the Dean Scream, and it basically ruined his entire political campaign because they said he was too angry. Wow, that was too angry in two thousand four. Just for kind of a benchmark. Yeah, imagine like if they could have seen <laughs> the twenty sixteen debates. I know, dude. Holy crap! He'd be so pissed. Like, you know, ah. Dardine's like, you thought I was bad. Look at that. Yeah. Well, and they talked about how Beto used social media mm. to gain forty million followers in three months. I believe that. Me and Brad have been going a little longer than three months. Where's our forty million? Yeah, we definitely do not have that many. But Beto had a lot more money to help get those people, yeah. get the word out, figure That's out true. the things. That's true. That There's two guys in the studio trying to figure this sucker out. That guy, Mr. San Nicholas from Guam, last mm-hmm. one I talked about from the hearing, uh, he brought up how he wouldn't have been elected without Facebook. Like, the price for him to campaign through Facebook was a fraction of what it was to do a 30-second commercial on public news or something like <laughs> that. And just allowed him to reach out to a lot more people. There you go. That's cool. So, uh, this TED Talk I watched with Victoria Bonnie. Mm-hmm. It was from 2000... It was June 2018, September. But uh, she's now a, a communications director for a congresswoman. And, and she says, you know, the government has... Social media has made government more honest and transparent because her office gets a lot of calls about the president's tweets and they have to talk about it and they have to defend it and go out to say well that wasn't honest or that wasn't true or, we don't stand by that we don't support it and by that figure she's saying that makes the independent congress mm. people more accountable to their constituents i guess that's one way to look at it i know because i think i don't necessarily agree with it i don't either because as we talked about in social capita as we talk about in tribalism, the decline of social capital, yeah. uh, that uh, people aren't any more engaged or involved now than they were. There's yeah. no evidence to support that. Yeah. So to think that social media is making... It's not the catalyst of that. It's just... It is, well, I'm sorry. It's not the reason why it's becoming more honest. It's, it's just the catalyst for people to seek out... The truth from all the stuff that's being flung at them. Yes. The one thing I do agree that she said is it has created a, be- a better dialogue between constituents and politicians. Sure. But in, in but if you're what's a dialogue? Nonsense, what's, the, what's a definition of correct, a dialogue? You, yeah, the dialogue is one way. Yes. Yeah. That's not a dialogue. And if you're spewing nonsense and you have nothing but a bunch of people who are like, yes, this is my point of view. And yes. You never even remotely concede anything or go to... You know, I think a better thing she could have said was it created a chance for politicians to defend themselves. Well, to get it's messaging. It is messaging. Like if you're, you're right. Messaging. Like promoting that's one of the things platform. that Donald Trump is right. extremely good at. It's like just from his own whatever device, you get the words of the president, regardless of what you think about them. Yeah. Yeah. We'll leave it at that. 
Did you know in the 2016 elections that Google, Facebook, and YouTube actually sent representatives to help campaigns make the most out of their platforms? No. I neither. Not shocking. I, it, well, I know. It's like, who took advantage of that? <laughs> Trump, Trump had people there from Facebook on an almost daily basis helping them figure out how to maximize their platform and stuff like that. I believe that. He's electronically savvy. <clears throat> it was crazy. They were sending out over 85 million videos on Facebook. They would have almost 100 different, um, alt, adorate, uh, what's the word, um, versions of an ad. Oh, yeah. So, like, if, if they wanted to go to a place that people didn't really like Trump, they would put the message out there, but they wouldn't have Trump appear in the video or at all. See, and like I that. get a bunch of them, like, now, ads on Facebook, too. where it's like, do you support the president? And, like, yeah. And his fight against the liberal social, I know. you know, takeover of the country. It's like, if you just said, hey, do you support the president and his stand on something, anything reasonable, I might even click yes. Yeah. But if it's just that, as soon as I read the question, it pisses me off. Yep. And I say, yep. no. And then I ask, why am I getting this on there? And it says, because it's sponsored. And they're like, fuck you, Facebook. I should be able to say I don't want to see this shit anymore. Dude, and I know. And that's, I feel like that's funny, too, because as we do, as I do more research, I don't feel like Facebook knows what to do with me. It doesn't know it, what kind of ads to send me. It doesn't know what kind of news to send me. It's, compl it's complex. I mean, think about, I, I recall, I think I told you this, when I was like at freshman orientation at Bradley, 2005 in the fall mm, like yeah. that's when I first people were like hey are you on Facebook and I, I no what the hell's Facebook like I knew about I think MySpace was around and yeah. there some other things on, and the internet was around of course but <clears throat> we when I got on Facebook it, I, I gravitated towards that versus MySpace because I hated like making a MySpace page and, like maintaining all that other crap and like I just didn't want to deal with that and yeah. here I could just literally make a simple profile page and it was like student collaboration, right? The, and our band still has like a MySpace page up and going. Really? Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. It's probably like a phenom, like viral thing. In, That'd be so funny. On a Philippine island or something. I think we have the pictures of yeah, uh, in front of Justin's shop. <laughs> what? I think it's the pictures of us sitting in front of Justin's shop. Oh my gosh. It's not great. No, not at all. Sorry. So, yeah, man. I mean, so it started off, in my opinion, like yeah. it's family collaboration it like schools where i think the main driving you had to have like an edu address at one point i think an email yep. to like sign on to it so like it was that was the point of it and then it grew and then it, <clears throat> people started using it as a platform to like sell stuff before the marketplace was even around and yep. like people just it became like their their personal avenue service to, to advertise and then next thing you know there's all these sponsored ads. Like I remember, they they people are announcing like ads are coming out on this thing, mm -hmm. and then so <clears throat> it's funny. My notes are like the good, bad, and the ugly about this. Yeah. So with the you know beginning of the Facebook, you know it was connecting people, mm -hmm. right? And then another good thing about it when it grew, it it started enabling productivity, right? People in school they collaborated more. Um, people markets, right? They were selling stuff on there. Companies had Facebook pages you could follow them, and they could have a presence on there. Yeah. Um, and that proliferated the spread of information, right? Educational, humor, news, right? But then you get into the bad side of it, which is like misinformation and especially unintentional, 
like where someone like somebody intentionally which is the ugly piece right yeah intentionally puts out some nonsense about this candidate on the democratic side or republican if you you know hate one side or the other right did this and it's completely out of context or whatever it's some quote from them and then then someone else it agrees with, with someone else's viewpoint regardless of whether or not they've researched it which most likely they haven't and they forward it and they share it out as if it were the gospel I found a great word for that. It was called incestuous amplification. Hell yeah. It's like a firestorm too because you get usually you gravitate to people that are like minded. Yeah. You get and then yeah, people, our tribes just Yeah, that you feel bolder and so the voices of reason get actually more marginalized yep. because the there's like this Yeah. courage of ignorance. Yeah. Well, people they want to support things they believe in. But and Brent talk about often here how we go to different sources yep. and stuff like that. Oh yeah, and I found a way a word that they use for that. They call it uh, deputy curators. Okay, I think that's something we try to be. Hell yeah, if, I definitely would like to consider myself a curator of, of information. Yeah, we go to both sides of the story. I mean, honestly, they 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 define deputies. It was a CBSN. I don't know what the N stands for. I don't know either. I don't either. Uh, okay, but deputy curator they defined as people who go past the first clicks. That's us. Yep. Have to. Yeah, I, you do have to. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No. No, and so, I mean, I think that it just, like, as it's grown, it's become more complicated. And we were, we were talking about the filters and yeah. what you see. And it's because they keep trying to fix it, to make it better, yeah. right? And change is inevitable in everything, but I feel like a lot of companies are forced into this position where they have to, like, accelerate the pace of change and, like, try to, like, blaze their own path for what they think the future should be like. Hmm. Like, think about technology and cell phones and, like, every year, if, if Apple doesn't come out with a new or Samsung doesn't come out with a new, better cell phone that you could buy even though you don't really need one yep. you're pissed off right so like we expected it to like change and be better but then those of us as we age i mean i see things update now and i'm like why like i just got i, I was happy with the way it was i don't need it to be different mm -hmm. and it's usually on social media like instagram takes yep. me off a lot i have refused to use snapchat because it literally i'm so like i feel so old trying to use it it makes no sense to me so i just trying to get me to download no it. I'm like i don't why in. I don't care. I don't even. <clears throat> she wants the filters because they have now. They have this one augmented reality one where you can actually like walk through your house and it'll change the look of inside of your house. I don't care. I know. I really don't care. I don't necessarily like either. if you were to look at my phone now and like see the pictures that I send, um, <clears throat> like people like the filters and whatever, right? Yeah. Yep. You know what I send to my wife is like straight up plain Jane, simple selfie of me on a walk, like at work taking a break it's mm. never anything like filtered there's no filter on this guy yeah. i'm just on a happy go lucky walk <laughs> there's grandma in rehab oh dude that's <clears> awesome. so like so like yeah yeah i i don't care about that stuff who cares i mean a lot of people do and i mean i hate to go on an old person rant here i'll get up my soapbox but i think it's just the complexity that kind of drives that and then there's so many ways to go off that too the complexity it's like i was doing research we'll share a lot of these links yeah um 
there's a lot of research that backs up the fact that um, the uh, algorithms that drive the filtering, a lot of people would call that censoring. It's not censoring. Like they're literally just the algorithms are trying to provide you with con there's so much content. You, you, and you, you I, there's some merit to it. I think you almost should be able to just kind of plow through the expanse of the universe of stuff out there. Yep. But they've developed the algorithms to try to provide you with things that you would want to see. So um, call it what you will, but it makes it addicting, right? Yes. I think on average, like 65, 70% on this article I read, people spend at least two hours. A lot of teenagers spend six, eight, nine, ten hours a day on social media. It's often the last thing people do before they go to bed. Yeah. And so it's got this addictive nature to it. And then that just kind of like feeds in. Like you feel like you have to check your phone. You have to see what's updated. Yeah. And I feel this. I understand what, you know. And that like that that just further proliferates other bad things. Like, you know, people's worries about body image and seeing all these rich ass people online. Yeah. And you're like, wow, I have none of that. <laughs> No, you're right. I and you that's know, I mean to it just kind of it breeds contempt. It does, and so when it comes to politics, though, what is the responsibility? Right. Thank you for bringing that back around. You know, and that kind of gets into the what I wrote down for some of my ugly yes, yeah. right. Um, you know, you have hate groups. Yep. Whether it be white supremacists, people who hate the Jewish community. Can I call anti-vaxxers hate groups? To some degree, they hate people who want to live and. Especially old people and the young. And the people with autoimmune deficiencies. Oh, yeah. Compromised immune systems. Compromised immune systems. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. You know, any of that stuff. You know, it, right now, we, and this is some of what you're watching, and we're watching on videos, um, there, there exists law that um, basically it helps to frame out... Um, the way that the um, the broadcast networks right have to uh, provide information. So, like political campaigns, there's an FCC yeah. act that's in place, I think, in 1934, um, that basically says that they can't censor or filter because of free speech. They can't censor or filter any political, any legally uh, participating political uh, candidate. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so, a lot of these companies social media companies yep. seemingly are kind of just adopting that as their stance even though as Zuckerberg got tripped up there are certain things like if you're outright trying to cause mayhem or um, deceptively pursuing a mass shooting or something well like awfully AOC posed the two different you. scenarios the first <laughs> one was could I target communities of African Americans to tell them like make sure you've don't forget to vote, but give them the wrong day. Right. Or something. And he said no, because that causes an imminent danger or something. Interfere. Yeah. But then she asked, mm. well, could I get on and lie and say certain Republican people voted for the Green New Deal? And he said, yeah, you probably could. Yep, probably. And Those his words. And so, I, why is that okay? Well, and that's the stance they're taking is that they don't want to police free speech i think is what they're worried about they don't want to yeah. be perceived as doing that um you know but they they'll take down hate groups um they won't take down intentional misinformation yep um they'll take down you know all the yep. other bad things um you know like 
human trafficking and child pornography and like all these horrific things that are out there and like somehow sneak in yeah and then they have to catch them and take them down like they'll do that but they won't stop people from flat out lying um and then you know we talked about defamation laws with libel and slander and how you know that's only really there's no precedent right legal standing yeah and that's only as far as you want to take it through the court system you know like that's so like trump i know has sued uh, different news organizations for articles they published because of slander and like trying to damage his personal interests but you have to be able to prove that um and so i think that especially with campaigning you know your political rivals you're digging up dirt and this that and the other if if a few facts quote unquote get twisted or set in a different context that might make them look worse than they actually are you know i think that level of thing isn't going to be pursuant under defamation see i agree with you i don't like under the it. current standard. i know i don't like it i personally don't like it no. like i zuckerberg's thing was well you should we want you to see a politician for who they are and if right. they're somebody that lies right we want you to see that but if people like the lies if yeah i know that he assumes that people are intelligent and go beyond the first click make themselves intelligent yeah Right. Yeah. Which, you could be a fairly intelligent person, but make really stupid decisions because you haven't. You're only intelligent about certain things or certain. I maybe we disagree on this. I'm just saying. That no. Yeah. There's some smart people out there who support certain th- concepts and things for the wrong reasons because they've walked themselves down this path of, you know, illogical decision making that they found some way to justify. Yes, and I can't find the guy that during the. Um... During the testimony, you know, I really thought, oh, that this guy's, you know, nice and polite. <clears throat> he started off really polite and everything, and then he turns it into the whole, why are you banning anti-vaccine Oh, groups? yeah, you told me about that one. Oh, my gosh. And, um... Oh. Because anti-vaxxers, I told you, anti-vaccine people are hate groups. Are <laughs> hate? It's a hate group. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> I thought that was interesting. That that, gosh, that hearing was just crazy. But yeah, it um, makes you feel really shitty, really yeah. bad. Sorry. No. About our Congress. I that everybody. I, the social media. I was watching a Bloomberg discussion about social media effects on politics, and they said, you know, this is just a new era, and then every time there's a new era, there's unintended consequences and stuff like that. Okay. They said that Nixon versus Kennedy, the debate in 1960. Yep. Um, that Kennedy probably won because Nixon sweated too much. Well, Kennedy had makeup on, and he he knew that he'd be he wanted to look better. Yeah, and I guess he's. He was too sweaty, is what they said. Nixon was, but yeah. uh, Kennedy wore makeup, so he looked he looked better, oh, younger. Um, gotcha. And so Nixon looked sweaty, older, mm-hmm. like his real self, and you know, every bit of what he Kennedy. was feeling showed through that. That's interesting. So Kennedy appeared more confident than he really was. Uh, <clears throat> Facebook has over two billion users. Mm-hmm. I think that's a lot of people, and that's and and one of the things me and Brent were talking about with the ads is Elizabeth Warren recently put an ad out with intentionally mis, uh, intentionally incorrect information. Yep. yep. And it it flew by. It was not. They couldn't take it down. And I. Yeah. I don't know, man. 
I don't know if I'm for that. I, I don't like that you can put <clears throat> intentionally misinformation up there. Like, look what happened with that pizza thing. Yeah. Where that, they, they, that one right-wing idiot believed that there was actually a sex ring or something in some pizza joint in Washington, D.C. Oh. And they went in and actually started shooting the place. Oh. I mean... Sounds familiar. Yeah, I can't remember the name. It was some Planet Pizza, I think, or something. Yeah, and see, I think... My problem, so this has been going on forever. Right? Yeah. You know me, I read a lot of things about the beginnings of the country, and this has been happening literally since the beginning of the United States of America. Um, it was a big thing when <clears throat> Jefferson was running against Adams. We talked about this before. Yeah. Um, the Jefferson basically bankrolled a uh, uh, newspaper that yeah. went after Adams saying all kinds of things that were definitely not true about him, but like just to make him out to be a madman. Yeah. And so like it's been happening forever. That doesn't mean it's right. Um, so you could almost make the argument to one side of it like we should expect this in but politics. I found but should we out. have to? But they used to have something called the Fairness Doctrine, mm -hmm. which basically pushed news and stuff um, from doing... Basically what happened is it's why we have mainstream media today. It's worth looking into. We could do a whole show on the Fairness Doctrine. But mm. um, it was basically put to an end by Reagan, and it was finally taken off the books by Obama. So it's somewhat of a relevant thing. And basically the Fairness Doctrine, um, its goal was to prevent people from being too biased and stuff like that, taking too much of a stance on a main network. What it ended up doing is making people do just ridiculous BS stories that didn't do anything hard-hitting journalism because they didn't want to get accused of it. Yeah, and um, and that was the other thing we talked about in in media is are they targeting certain groups more than others? Because the conservatives have came out lately and said that they're being suppressed. They're being suppressed, and even if you look at the sources we put in the Glenn Beck interview or show, one of those is with John Stossel talking about social media and yep. how they're compressed how can the president have two million uh followers but not get a million views and like the lady we just saw not get a million views within an hour yes. and i hate to say it like that's not proof of suppression that's of conservatives <laughs> well yeah i mean you can't if people don't like what you're putting out there they can't um they can't help it like they're not going to click on it yeah and if you don't have a heavy hitter, the filters aren't going to push you out as much. Like, that makes sense to me. Not yeah. that I agree with it necessarily on that those grounds, but I'm just saying. There was this lawyer, um, so there was this other panel I started watching, and I'll put the link up to it, but it had Diamond and Silk, who are two ladies that are conservative-leaning and they were claiming that Facebook targeted them mm -hmm. and shut you down their like, views. You can't, like, their, and... follow their stuff. Yeah, I mean, they have all kinds of good stories. And uh, then there's other people on there who have real data and information, not just opinions, and yeah. don't sound like crazy people. Um, one of them talks about the Fairness Doctrine. One of the other guys says that, look, Facebook is about 50-50 with conservatives and liberals, just like America. Mm. Why would they try to tick off half of their user base from a business model, yeah. it doesn't make sense. Yeah, I would agree with that. And he said, you know, look, there are there are other people. There's this guy, Michael Stokes. I'm hoping that's his name because it's interesting. 
and he did a queer version of Jesus, and he also took a lot of picture of queer troops, is how the guy called it, okay. and these pictures were getting flagged as inappropriate and stuff like that, and... Um, and so the argument against this is that liberals get targeted too, accidentally. One of the other ones that was popular was breastfeeding. Mm -hmm. That and that was, and then in 2014, the Philand, uh, the Castile, uh, Philando Castile, who got shot by the police, that got flagged as inappropriate. Oh, yeah, okay. And then it got put back on there. And um, and one of the things that's happened recently is. You know, Facebook has really tried to step up with the artificial intelligence. Yeah. And there was the other gentleman on the panel was uh, Professor Waldman. He's a professor of law um, at in New York. Okay. But uh, I'll put this up there um, on, on the thing. It's one of his uh, quotes from his panel or from his testimony, though. It said, when humans get involved, we are left with a couple of possibilities, none of which is an anti-conservative <clears throat> bias. Either the bias swings both ways, or perhaps content moderation at the human level is more art than science. And Facebook doesn't have enough Rodans or Rembrandts and uh, Vermeers. Although Facebook needs to do better, the steps we know it is taking will not solve the problems because we know from Mark... Zuckerberg's recent testimony that the company wants artificial intelligence and data-trained algorithms to do more of the work. Mm -hmm. Sure they do. And, and like he said, with the breastfeeding and other things, it's going to just do it. It gets accidental. Yep. And uh, I like this. Uh, he put, um, uh, AI is fallible and not yet as good as you think it is. It doesn't understand context. It has trouble with idioms. Yep. It can be biased, even racist, and almost re uh, an almost religious reliance on the capacity of AI and machine learning to solve Facebook problems presents a vision with a big blind spot. Yep. And when the platform asked users to send their naked pictures so they can train their AI to spot non-consensual nude image sharing, <laughs> yep, more importantly, Facebook's problem isn't a scale problem. It didn't fail to pick up some misinformation Russian agents uh, or data misuses that became, uh, that because it's because Facebook platform is too big. Yeah. It failed to identify them as bad conduct in the first place, and it did so because it operates without headwinds, friction, or regulations on how it designs its platforms, gathers and manipulates data, and treats its users. Hmm. What, uh, uh, oh, um, content moderation of Facebook is a part of the larger narrative about how the lack of even reasonable regulations allows Facebook Facebook to take a cavalier approach to our privacy, safety, and civic disclosure. This was on stark display when Facebook allowed data on 87 million of its users to be accessed in violations of its terms of service. So although the evidence isn't there to suggest a systematic bias when it comes to content moderation, there is evidence that Facebook, when left to its own devices, cares very little about the safety of our data. Oh, yeah. It only cares about collecting it. And Reasonable steps must be taken to rein in Facebook's near unlimited power to violate our trust. And there's unknown consequences to all this data sharing. It's just crazy. 
I find it a an amazingly congruent theme that Republicans always have a problem with equality when it's unlike because again there's all there's no evidence to base that conservatives are targeted yep. unfairly or biasly. The people speaking on this panel talked about that. The professionals. Yes, but it does seem like Republicans are the ones making a big hubbaloo about it. Sure. And Republicans seem like they always have to be under attack. They seem like they always have to be targeted. Like It's a strategy. Ah, it's tiring. It's making my life go by faster than I want it to. In a way <laughs> that I did not want it to go by. Yeah. I just feel like this year is... Can you imagine <clears throat> Trump has been president for almost three years? Yeah. Feels like nothing but chaos. Dude, like I feel like it does. It feels like a blink. I mean, my kid's going to be three. Like, it's just crazy to me. At least our kids were born when Obama was still there. No. Yeah, they were. Well, okay. He was still in office. He was still in office, but Trump was the... Doesn't matter. He I wasn't know. sworn in yet. I like your... I like your take <laughs> on it. <laughs> yeah, I'm a very you, technical you, person. You, yeah, you just beat it. Just barely. Made That's it. crazy. We made it. That was a month to the day. I was not. Yeah. <laughs> it's like four days... <laughs> well, uh, he got. Does he get sweated on the twentieth? I don't know why. Somewhere, I somewhere in there, my kid's birthday is the eighteenth. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that professor Ari guy has a great opening statement. Yeah, um, it's worth checking out some of these videos. That fairness doctrine's really good. Uh, this Mister Sazik uh, also had a beautifully written like, and these are panelists, not the congressmen who are idiots. Yeah. But that Miss Sazik, uh, Mr. Sazik got up there and said, young people share more um, than anybody on Facebook. You know, they just share more content mm -hmm. and young people overwhelmingly lean left. And so it just, so like, you can't, you can't expect even numbers. Like, yeah. I, I just, there's this, I, I feel like when we grew up, people made fun of how everyone got trophies. Yep. That was a big thing. Yep. Participation awards. They made fun of that and stuff like that. I I remember many Battle of the Bands we did not win or got a participation trophy. I, I, I just feel like that was a more nonsensical thing that that wasn't really happening. Maybe it was happening somewhere. was not happening here. No. You just don't... Life's not going to treat you like that. You don't get a, a cookie every time you try. Yeah. And, and like that Diamond and Silk duo that was on there. I mean, they were just complainers oh man like, even though this is what's making them all their money yeah and 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 i get it like it is scary to have an overlord this is the one thing i don't understand why are the algorithms why are they private they're proprietary because this is what the argument they would make is they're proprietary because that's what makes facebook what it is the current content provider that's it's like google's the algorithms when you search they'd make the same argument that they provide you they don't, there's however many pages, man. We, most people only look at the first few at the most. Most people, I think, statistically only look at like the first few links. Hmm. They don't even go down to the bottom of the first page. So that's what, it's hmm. like the same kind of thing. Like it's driven by, if everybody knew how to do the algorithm like Google, then they wouldn't need Google. I mean, I guess. You could make a second Facebook that was like the old Facebook that would probably work just fine. You know what I mean? Without all the ads and 
the sponsorships. Like that'd be freaking awesome. They should have that for college kids at least. That that was that was part of the fun. The point of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, I will definitely share all the links. I don't expect anybody to watch the six hour one. Probably not gonna happen. But there it's worth tuning in to some of the tidbits, especially the people that you hear about. That uh, diamond and silk, about. yeah, they they have uh, they present graphs and stuff. And I just think it's funny because me and Brent are just getting into this podcasting thing and the analytical side of it all, the yeah. data. And I can tell you, there are weeks that we do really good. Sure. And there are weeks that we do not good. Yeah. And Very little engagement. It happens. I, I, I always rack that up to content more than the... We have had thousands of views on videos. Yeah. And you'll get like four likes. And maybe one or two people commenting on a handful of the however many of the twelve videos we've done. Seriously, yeah, like it's it's astonishingly hard. You get the views, but engagement. It's like taking that leap. Like people, I told you this. People have to go way out of their way to actually engage with you, unless they're like super passionate and want to argue with you. Like, yep, kudos don't just come. And I think that that's something that people take for granted is that. Oh my god, I've got X amount of millions of followers. I don't have to have a million views in an hour. Like, you can't just count on that stuff. Like, people may not like what you have to offer. Yep. Like, yeah. That's that's taken for granted, and that's assuming that you have more power and making an excuse for things. And that's what social media <clears throat> does. It does a good job at it. Mm. It does a bad job at it. Let's the populace come to the top. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. Yeah. Oftentimes it means you're popular for a minute and you're not popular. The clickbait thing yeah it's i hate to say it but i mean some of that some of the titles that we have to use to to get views to get people to actually read it you don't want to you don't want to have a super scientifically you know paper written title (laughs) social media and the political inference from you know you know you could just make up a you know 15 word title for this when and no uh, one Harry on Potter the, in front of it, Harry Potter, right? The, the you had that kind of crap where people are just like sticking something that, that probably isn't even going to happen in the video, like the first word, like yeah, just to grab your attention. So it's uh, a it's an incredible thing. It is. It really is. And it's um, going to keep going forever. It's a beast. We'll update more on this. Um, I was going to do the polls, but I think we're good for now. Yeah. Next well, week we're going to give you guys a good update watch. on polls. There's some things, some things coming up. Checking out, you know, and then they'll have some more news too to to go over by them with the candidates, hopefully. Yeah, there's been like a one poll where Buttigieg got tied up with Biden and Warren. There's another national poll with Warren in the lead. There's another one with Sanders in the lead. So there's one with Biden in the lead by like 15 points or something. That South Carolina. Yeah, South Carolina. So it's just like which is I'm guessing predominantly African American voters. Don't know. That's the one thing I do have to say, and I may piss people off on this, but I I don't understand why Zuckerberg didn't push back. They were grilling him and grilling him about the redlining and stuff like that, and how you know African Americans got targeted very specifically with the misinformation ads from Russians and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Why don't we address the the lack of education? And, and how we're failing groups of large groups of people, especially minorities and stuff like that. Education needs to be an even playing field. We should have 
a country where people are equally as smart across the board, not based on what zip code you grew up in. And I don't think that's a radical idea. Nope. And it, 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 this is what we get. That we are reaping the benefit of keeping education off the priority spectrum. When I grew up, I always heard that. You, no, one, no one talks about uh, education because people who vote are seniors and adults, and they don't have kids, and they're not worried about their money going to schools. They're worried about their money going to Social Security, infrastructure, jobs, yeah. stuff like that. So you never... I, I always heard that's why you didn't hear politicians run on education and stuff like that. And yeah. it's interesting to see people... I remember when Bill Clinton came out and played the saxophone and stuff on MTV. Like That was super cool. He was Mr. Cool Guy. And I think that was the start of it. Now you get people like Bernie AOC out there talking about free college for all and all that other they're trying to bring the youth in but the fact of the matter is youth still doesn't show up to vote at all i know so and part of that is just how we are as people i don't open my mail i'm terrible at opening mail <laughs> I, I just don't like the process I, I don't there's like if i see a personal letter in my mail i'll tend to open that but other than that i don't want I don't want to know I'm approved for a personal loan up to $500,000. Like, I, I just don't care. Yeah, I hear you, man. So, next week, more words, yeah. more polls. Good stuff. More stuff, good yeah. stuff. Yep. And, uh, I don't know. What else you got? Anything? Nope. I think this is good. Welcome, new people. Yes. Thank like, you for watching. Like, share, subscribe. Check us out. More to come next week. I yeah. don't know what topic we're going to do yet, but we'll come up with something good. Maybe education. I like that. I'll talk about education. That's a big one. I We have that uh, consumer, what is it? Oh. I yeah. don't know how we're going to name it yet. I don't know either. Basically, the fact that companies are out there gouging consumers out of money money when they really shouldn't have to. Just exactly. based on lots of different factors. Yeah, and I can't imagine like that. Yeah, we'll get into it. It's, it's cool. good stuff. Uh, anyways, so have a nice day. Have a great day. Have a great week. Yep. Nice talking to y'all. Come back and see us.